Hello, and welcome to the Pondering Polymath podcast. My name is Zita Porter, and today we are starting our conversations about nature. A polymath is a person of wide-ranging knowledge or learning, and I hope that throughout this month you'll be able to see different perspectives on nature. Today we'll be speaking with Amy Prejean, who has a winery in New York in the Finger Lakes, and also has worked in environmental compliance for many years. Last month, I had the opportunity to work at the winery in the tasting room for a week, and I got to see how everything operated, and it was so cool to be able to experience that and experience the customers, and I learned a little bit about the wines as well. So I thought Amy would be a great person to interview since I worked so closely with her last month, and I was able to even get some good pictures of the winery for them, check out our social media, The Pondering Polymath, to see some more of those, but it was really great to have that experience, and I wanted to share a little bit about the winery with you guys. We'll go ahead and get started with the interview, and you guys can hear a little bit more about the winery and Amy's career in environmental compliance. I hope you guys like it. All right, Amy, I'm so glad you could be on the podcast today. Welcome. Hi, Zita. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So to get started, can you just tell me a little bit about what you're up to now, what you're working on, what you're doing, and like where you are? Sure, sure. So by sort of training and as far as my like long career goes, I have been an environmental compliance specialist and environmental consultant for at least 30 years now. But I am married to Tom Prejean, whose family started Prejean Winery. And I have always worked at the winery on weekends and when we had like special events and that kind of thing. But I've always been primarily an environmental consultant. However, COVID happened and we did lose a lot of our tasting room staff. And so for the last like two years plus, I have been working full time at the winery. Okay, cool. And with your kind of, you've been doing a lot of stuff with the environment and nature. Did you always have an interest in nature, like from when you were young, or was that something you kind of developed with your career? Um, Well, I was definitely always interested in nature. I mean, I was lucky to grow up in the Hudson Valley region of New York, and I was lucky to live in an area that was technically a suburb of New York City, but we lived in a house in the woods. Uh, bordering Blue Mountain Reservation. And I grew up, you know, riding horses with my friends in the woods. I grew up doing gardening for my father because he wanted me to, and I love to garden. And when I went to school for undergraduate, I did study geology. So I think I always had interest in science and in the natural world. I worked for three years as research assistants for geologists at the Peabody Museum of Natural History at Yale, and then also at the American Museum of Natural History. And I love those jobs, but I think I also felt like I was in a laboratory and I wanted to do something that was more applied. And that's when I started doing environmental planning, environmental science, and got a master's degree in applied science. Wow, that's awesome. I've always like wanted to work at a museum. So that's so cool that you were able to kind of like help out, even if it was on the research end of things. But mm-hmm. that's super cool. 
And for your environmental compliance side of your career, like what is the preparation process like for that? Do you have to study the laws of the area you're going to be working in or like how does that process work? Um, there is a vast amount of environmental regulations that has been promulgated over the last decades. And so I did a lot of work in the waste management industry. And so I did have to become familiar with the regulations that govern that process. The type of facilities that I worked at, waste to energy facilities, have, were very heavily regulated on the air side, but there were also regulations with respect to wastewater and stormwater and storage of chemicals on site and, of course, waste management and hazardous waste and all of that. So I definitely had to learn those. That was part of the process of being good at my job was becoming familiar with those regulations and knowing how to apply them. Yeah. And then kind of the same question, but applied to the winery. What preparation did you have for that? Or like, what did you learn along the way from working at the winery over the years? Um, I would say that I'm learning every day. So I work primarily in the tasting room. So I'm working with customers and part of the job of working with customers is in addition to serving them wine and, you know, telling them about the specific wines we make. We also get a lot of questions about growing grapes and about how the weather affects us and how our crops are going to be. And I think part of the learning process for me has actually been responding to customer questions. And when I don't know something, you know, going back and talking to people who do know the answers or doing a little research myself. So I think it's an ongoing process. I am still learning. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the best way to like have a job that you're always learning and you're finding out something new every day. Otherwise, it would just be pretty boring, I think, if you already know everything and there's nothing else to learn. Uh, absolutely. And I certainly don't know everything. <laughs> and then, yeah, like what is the what does the typical day look like for for the tasting room? Um, for the tasting room. A typical day is just, you know, setting up first and getting ready for the customers. And then as customers come in, in a lot of ways, especially right now, this has changed a little bit also since the pandemic, we do seated tastings, either indoors or outdoors, depending on where our customers want to be. And also, you know, weather permitting, we can be outdoors and then finding out what they want from us. If they want to do tastings, we also serve wine by the glass, wine by the bottle. We have local craft beers on tap so people can do beer tastings as well. But the biggest part of the day, the gist of the day is really spending time talking with customers. And that's a combination of serving them, talking about the wines, and then responding to, I think, their levels of interest and how much they want to engage with us. Some customers ask a ton of questions about the process and other customers come in and it's a big group of people socializing. And so I'm always trying to be sensitive to sort of what a customer wants from us because at our winery, we really want to provide quality wines and, and we want to provide them in an environment that's down to earth and very welcoming to the customer. Yeah, definitely. And the people who that want to learn more like about the process of making the wines and like what they're drinking, like what are some things that you would typically tell them about it? 
So people want to know about the types of grapes we grow. Our winery is an estate winery. It just means that we grow all our own grapes and everything is produced and bottled on site. We grow 13 varieties of grapes and people are often curious about that. People ask us about the wines themselves and kind of to give them some idea. We talk a lot when we're describing wines about like percent residual sugar, so how sweet or dry a wine is and people want to know a little bit more about what that actually means. People ask questions about wine pairings and, you know, what foods go nicely with what wines. I get questions too. And again, this is something that I'm still learning about, but how we're affected by, you know, weather conditions and what we do to sort of maximize the quality of the fruit. Because as I've heard my husband say, Tom, many times now and other winemakers, you really grow wine because the grapes themselves and the quality of the grapes are really the most important thing. If you start with high quality grapes, you have kind of like the best raw material that you possibly can have to start with. So those are the kind of things that we talk about. Yeah. And your wines are definitely good. So I can attest to that. Thank you. And do you have any favorite memories from either the winery or your environmental career? Oh gosh, um, lots of them. I would say that for me, I think a lot of time it's really about the people. I really enjoyed a lot of the people that I worked with at my different various environmental jobs. And then the winery itself. I mean, we just had a group of people come in yesterday and they're customers that have come like once a year. And they came yesterday, not only with their whole big spread of food for themselves, but specifically they brought food for Tom and I. And last year I couldn't eat with them because I'm vegan. So this year they actually made like a vegan main dish for me. So a lot of it is just get into these really nice conversations with customers, some of whom have become our friends. And those are memories that I really you know, cherish. That's awesome. Yeah. And then also does your preference of being vegan have anything to do with your like views on nature or is that just like a personal preference? Um, I, I definitely started out being vegan because I was trying to figure out what I felt like worked for me health-wise. And just in reading about nutrition, I stumbled upon a book called The China Study, which was written by T. Colin Campbell, who is, has the Center for Nutrition Studies at Cornell University. He's a professor emeritus. And it, the book just really intrigued me. So I always try and get everybody to read it, not so much because I want other people to do what I'm doing, but because I found it to be so compelling. But I certainly like the fact that veganism is excellent for the environment in many ways, and that it is also helping to avoid, you know, big farms for chickens and other livestock that where it fills really aren't in very good conditions. And so it's a combination of, of, I would say, health and environmental reasons at this point. But I did start it for health because it just felt good to me. That totally makes sense. And like for me, like cutting out like red meat out of my diet, like indefinitely, I would feel sluggish when I ate red meat and stuff. So I definitely understand the health component of, of cutting out meat. And I love the environmental um, benefits of mm -hmm. veganism as well, too. That That's also amazing. And then how does your job or 
I guess for both of your jobs that you've had, have they helped you feel more connected to nature or is it something that you kind of just like exists alongside nature anyways? So it's an interesting question. I mean, part of the reason that I wanted to be in the environmental sciences specifically is because I wanted to do something more applied and I wanted to do something that I thought was you know, helpful to the environment. I feel like it's a time where we're all kind of struggling with sort of the pull between, you know, having the things that we want to have and doing what's best for the environment on a personal level, on a community level, and I think on a species level. And certainly in any job that I've had, there is that pull. I mean, there's the desire to make the absolute best decisions for the environment. And then there is the business that you work for and the business interests. And the two of those definitely aren't always one in the same. And I feel like on a personal level as well, that's something that I'm thinking about right now. And that is, you know, true at the winery as well. We are working in a very natural environment, growing the grapes, but we are also not letting the grapes do what they would do naturally. We're trying to manage the grapes in such a way that we get the best quality fruit. And in order to do that, you know, we do some things that I don't think are harmful to the environment where we, you know, put grapes on a trellising system. We prune them a certain way so that we're maximizing our harvesting of the light so that we get the best quality fruit. But it is very, very difficult, if not impossible in the Finger Lakes climate to do that without using some herbicides and fungicides and maybe some pesticides. And what we've tried to do is we don't use the kind of nasty restricted pesticides that used to be used. There are definitely pesticides now that don't last as long in the environment. And so they're not as harmful, but they are still, you know, fungicides or herbicides. We've done some over the last year. We used thyme oil as both a fungicide and I believe it also is kind of a deterrent to some pests. And that's, you know, naturally occurring and actually smelled good in the vineyard when we did it. But also the machinery that we use to spray at the spray nozzles are manufactured to handle like a certain consistency of material and the time oil kind of gunked things up. So like we're trying to do things and we're trying to come up with more ways where we can be more compatible and, you know, have less of an impact on the environment. But that is also very much an ongoing, you know, process and a learning process in both personally and in both of the jobs that I, I do. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure that, I mean, it's all part of the the learning process of figuring out the environment, figuring out like what works best. So I'm sure that's something that will continue to evolve as, as you do your work. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is something that you wish others knew about like working at a winery or environmental compliance or just nature in general? Is there something that you wish people knew? Well, one of the things that people ask us them or say to us the most is that they think that we have like the most amazing job in the world, which we do in some ways. And they always say to us that their dream is to retire to a winery. So I just want to let those people know that the only way you retire to a winery is if you're independently wealthy, because it's a lot of work. 
it's 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 a lot of work. In our case, it's a small business, and we have a relatively small kind of like family oriented staff. And you're at the mercy of the weather when it comes to the farming part of it. People ask us all the time, sort of how the crop is this year, and it's always really hard to say how a crop is until you actually pick it because anything can happen with the weather anytime. And sometimes it does. So I tell them to keep their day job <laughs> as far as uh, retiring to a winery. Yeah, that's definitely, I feel like a romanticized image that people have of just, you know, like working at your winery and just like having a relaxed rest of your life but I, I, I guess it's not <laughs> well I mean it's a beautiful environment to work in I mean you look out the window and you see you know this beautiful vista of the wineries across the lake and the other farms and in the winter when the leaves fall off the trees we can see the lake again and it is um, in some ways a very relaxing natural environment and I, certainly working in the tasting room it's very nice just to be you know to meet so many interesting people who are coming from all over the place and who are sharing with us, you know, what they're doing as much as we're sharing with them. So that part of it is actually lovely. It's just also a, a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. And then kind of my last question that I ask everyone is, do you have any advice for someone who might be interested in some of the environmental work that you're doing, and they might be interested in doing that as well. I mean, it's certainly in environmental sciences now, there's so many opportunities, both in terms of like education. I mean, there's so many schools that have so many diverse programs now, and there's also really, you know, diverse work available, you know, under the auspices of environmental sciences and environmental compliance. So, I mean, if it's something that you're interested in, I mean, certainly, I think a great thing to do would be to talk to all different professionals, like working in all different industries. So people that work in industry, people that are working for regulatory agencies, people that are working out in the environment themselves to get a feel for, you know, what the different types of jobs have to offer. Because I think that if you're interested in environmental sciences, there probably really is something for everybody now, and both in terms of educational opportunities and job opportunities. I think it's like really developed, especially some of the college programs. So that's that's definitely good advice. But yeah, that's all I have for the interview. And again, I appreciate you coming onto the podcast. And it's so cool to hear about your background and what you're doing with the winery. So thank you so much. Well, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. I hope you guys liked the interview and hearing Amy's perspectives on nature, her winery, and her environmental compliance career. I think she's had some cool experiences throughout her life through all of these different aspects of nature, so I think it's a great way to start off the month. And that's going to wrap it up for today's episode, and if you guys made it this far, make sure to review, follow, rate, whatever you can do to help out the podcast. I really appreciate it. And... Stay tuned for the next episode of Nature Month. All right, I'll see you guys later.